Hey everybody, this is Nate from Original Freedom. If you're a fan of the show and want to hear more from Scott and Tom Spooner, including their transformational program, Crushing the Cage, check out Original Freedom Thrive at ogfree.com backslash thrive. Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, that's Original Freedom. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Scott Spooner coming at you from the Original Freedom Podcast. Sitting here today in the Raleigh location with Nate Horgan, and we are super stoked to have our guests here and friends, Tom and Jen Satterley. And I uh, got a kick-ass show lined up for you today and <clears throat> to try to put a topic, a place, an ending on it, I believe would be uh, to be limit the possibility here. So what I will tell you is that I'm, I'm sitting here with a, a gentleman who spent um, his entire adult life serving uh, our nation, um, a Green Beret, a member of Delta Force, a Command Sergeant Major, a gentleman who now has uh, taken his entire life's experience, the good, bad, ugly, and everything in between, and chosen um, to really walk a path of truth and courage um, and spreading, uh, spreading the, the message, his message in and around awareness uh, as it relates to mental health and specifically mental health in and around uh, the veteran space specifically. And he does this with the beautiful soul sitting by his side um, uh, which it's amazing to watch you two, uh, together, uh, because definitely, um, alone, uh, neither one of you will be able to have the impact that you have. Um, she's had an amazing personal career herself yet, uh, has chosen now to devote her life, um, walking beside Tom, uh, as they share a message of hope, uh, essentially, with veterans who are dealing with the effects of PTSD, PTS, TBI, mild TBI, whatever you want to call it at the end of the day, uh, the, the effects of all these things, disorders are um, killing people uh, and they're killing our veterans. So uh, the two of them, um, that, that's the stuff that I believe in and I know in their heart is most important. Uh, some other cool tidbit facts is, you know, Tom is a warrior who served in the unit in Mogadishu. Um, and let's face it to sit in a room with any human being that, um, was part of something that was so critical and pivotal, uh, in the shaping of how the battlefield in the future would be based off of really, really tough lessons learned is always a cool thing. And so we're really honored to bring that aspect to everybody listening as well. Um, and I, I just tell you, we're going to tell some stories and, uh, through the telling of the stories, uh, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'll take liberties with playing, uh, interviewer to dive deeper in some areas. And, um, We'll go from there. Um, and I'll start off with uh, kicking it to you guys to tell uh, the most important story up front, really, um, which would be 
Tom's path to figuring out he was going to do something about where he was in life because he just didn't like who he was anymore, not because he needed to. And then your your role in that, and, and I'll bet you we'll get into how the foundation got started and stuff like that. It's a definitely a flow. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, when I met Tom, he was in a really dark place. And he did a pretty good job of masking it for the rest of us or so he thought um he had and i don't want to speak for you but really just you could tell that he carried a lot of weight um and he didn't know how to release that and so it was burying him literally and i could start seeing that the more i got to know him but really i mean you can kind of talk about that that place that you were in yeah, you don't think about it when you're in it. Bottom, I you guess. Know, I was, you know, you're drinking with the guys every day. You're drinking more and more and more. I would drink alone. I would, I was covering up something and I was hiding it, but I was good at work. So that must be okay, right? <laughs> if I'm good at work, who, who cares? And, you know, I was killing myself and, and she brought me awareness to it all, really. I mean, awareness is a key for me. Why was I acting the way I was? Why was I drinking? Why was I such a dick to everybody, you know? I mean... Yeah. I, I look back and I'm like, I'm surprised anybody talks to me. Yeah, you know, I get he was a jerk or he was an ass, but he was fair. And I and I leaned on that. Yeah, fair. I was fair. So I and I focused on fair. Yeah. So it drove Play to your strengths, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never felt like I belonged in that place, not one day. So it, it it was destroying me to be in it and I never felt good enough. So when I got out and everybody was exploiting who you were, you know. You were this, you were that. I'm never good with compliments anyway. So I just drank more. And everybody, oh, you just turned to drinking, huh? Yeah. Who doesn't really? I mean, it's everything you do is to celebrate this, to celebrate that. And, and when you take it too far, like I take everything, you know, to the next level. It crushed me. And uh, she what made me aware but, of. But what did, what did you come? Did you figure out what the source of that was? Like, why didn't you feel worthy to be there? Why don't you feel worthy? Because you know, essentially, at least that's what I'm hearing. I don't yeah. want to put that. No, no, no. Is that, is that, that correct? That's exactly it. Okay. I, I never felt good enough to keep, to keep it simple. You know, everybody that came in, oh, the new guys are better. The, the guys before me were better because they were there before me. Right, but why? Did you ever figure out why? Yeah, I think it was just I took or I turned my life into chasing something better. You know, I want to be in this unit. I want to be that. I want to be the top of something. Oh, those guys are great. I want to be that. And never quitting to, that was my motivation. I wanted to be the best. So nothing was, if I wasn't good enough, I would keep working until I achieved that. And I thought, that's a good, that's a good thought process to have, right? I'll never quit. I always want to be better. And I'll never be happy because I'm chasing something I'll never catch, you know? And so I think that is what was killing me. I was never winning in my mind. Until I accepted who I was and that I was I was okay you know exactly how I was minus minus being the jerk to people I was I was taking my shit out on other people you know when really that's how I felt about myself so when I became aware of that and I stopped blaming everybody else and been pointing my fingers I figured out it was me you know I was like okay it's time to start getting my shit together you know and uh that's where I was when we met. I was at that bottom. Of, I, I I don't fit in anywhere. Nobody likes me, and poor me, you know. Can you can you take us through the 
uh, just wherever you want to go with the description around even what that bottom looked like because the good news is with every bottom comes a tra an opportunity for transition, right? Um, what can either, either side? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for him, he'd lost hope in rebuilding some sort of life. Like the way he described it to me at one point was I was on this fast moving train. You know, I was on Delta and it was going a million miles an hour. And when you're on the train, you're, you're watching everything go by so quickly. And then one day you don't even stop at the station. It's like a boot in the ass and you're rolling down the hill and you're off yeah. the train yeah. and you Mountain stand side. back up and you're <laughs> dusting off your pants and you look up and the train's gone. And, and that's how he felt was really empty. Like, where do I belong? Brilliant. You know, analogy. where do I go? Yeah. And so he was down here feeling like he didn't belong to anyone to service was gone. His brothers were gone. His marriage was depleting. His relationship with his son was gone. It was like a really <laughs> dark hole, you know, and he didn't know how to climb back out of it. So the answer for him was sitting in a parking lot one day with a gun in his lap, trying to decide should he put it in his mouth or the side of his head. He wasn't thinking about, his family or his kid or the impact it would have generationally for, for his family. He just wanted, he just wanted it over. Um, but not really, you know, I mean, if I really did, I, I, I went right. through it. Right. I mean, so had I not got that text at that moment, maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't have, I don't yeah. know. You know, yeah. who I, sent I, the I, text? She did <laughs> like three of them. And on the third so they, one, they weren't together at the time. Yeah. On the no. third one, I was late for something. So I had purpose <laughs> and I never wanted to be late. I'm like, shit. Well, even in my time of getting ready to take my own life, I'm like, I'm late for something. So, okay. Put a pause on that. So yeah. I, do that I was that later. Yeah. I'll get back to that some other time. Yeah. Uncheck that box. Yeah. Erase it. I was check it before I do it. <laughs> oh, all right, scratch that out. But you got to, you know, you got to hit the bottom before you can push to the top again sometimes. And that's where I was. I think I was at the bottom yeah, and my knees were bending. My knees were bending. So I was, my butt was almost touching the bottom. I was that low. I was sick of feeling sorry for myself too. So how I mean, long ago, was, and how long ago was that? That was what five years. I'm f going six. on five years, six years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, just one of those shitty years that things happen one after the other, and you're like, wow, here's another one. You kind of attract them. Right. After one, you get another, and, you, and now it's like, oh me, poor me. So you start attracting more. You know, it's like you ask the universe for it; it'll give it to you. All right. And it all goes to mentality now for me. You know, yeah. thought process. Before that, I was like, whatever. I make my own way. You know, I'll make the universe do it by way. Here I am, I'm a man. It took She's some like, time. Uh -huh. I'm going to sit back and watch you do that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, Jen, you sent that text. How is your guys's, and weren't together at the time, what's no. the track from that huge pivotal moment to, to where you guys are now? He didn't tell me about that moment for like six or eight months later. Um, and when he told me about it, I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, your, your text saved me. Sa saved it was you. A bit more I than mean, what? 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 <laughs> Wait, what? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You know. What you talking about, Willis? It yeah. was shocking. It was one of those moments. It really was. I, I thought you were messing with me. And I I'm was like, that's a really screwed her. up thing to mess with a person about. But. Well, I want to. I want to interject here real quick because the, the one thing that I believe to be unique about 
yourself as it relates to you being married to Tom and you now being the the advocate that you are in the in the veteran space is that you did not come from a military family mm-hmm. you did not have friends in the military and let's just throw it out there mm-hmm. and say that you were more of a hippie than you were in oh, for sure. right? not so more you, of you, a hippie you, you are hippie. and i'm proudly now <laughs> if people want to call i'm good hippies are great they, they, they are uh, i am um so to speak kind of a blended version yeah but you know, so you ended up getting exposure um, to these veterans, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened that they were ex-soft vets and a total outsider able to use deductive reasoning to figure out w- real quick that, hey, these guys, they're, they're, they got some shit, <laughs> some SGO, right? Some shit going on. A little bit. And... Um, <laughs> Most of them are dealing with it in the same way, Um, scripts, alcohol, and or hard drugs at at times for some, you name it, right? Um, And so, you know, we, you know, telling the story here, that's the one piece of, you know, Tom, he's ready, he's ready to be done, uh, gets the text. Boom, you don't know about it. Fast forward, and now, you know, fast forward four years and six months later, uh, I think I nailed that math. Um, <laughs> and y'all are sitting here with us. You have an amazing nonprofit. Tom has been through multiple modalities of treatment. You have developed um, fitness and diet regiments that that are vitamin-based, plant food-based, specific for warriors. Done all this stuff since then, right? So um, other than all of us knowing that just, you know, always make it a point here to, you know, highlight my flaws. Doesn't even mean because I know this shit that I'm living it all the time, yet I have mm-hmm. frameworks in place that help me, you know, to, to, to continue to come back and, and, and practice what I preach, so to speak. And I know y'all are the same way, right? So I want y'all, if you would, to um, focus on the highlights of that point through where you are now, right? Mm-hmm. And give us the, the, the low points that matter. Well, we really, <laughs> it, it took a little bit, I'll be totally honest, to get him to agree to do anything because he didn't want to admit or face his demons. He just, he was comfortable in his misery. It, that was safe for him. He, he understood it. He, he liked the darkness and he hated it, but it was comfortable. <laughs> so he's like, I'd rather just stay He, he loved here. it and he hated it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, I mean, it, and, and I can understand <laughs> a little bit of that. I grew up with some uh, childhood trauma. So I understood that draw to the darkness uh, where it feels safer. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and he was there. And so I'd say things like, Hey, you know, you don't need to drink the entire bar closed every night of your freaking life. Like go home and get some sleep. And then it got to the point where he knew that's what he should be doing. But then he started covering it up. Yeah. Long distance relationship. You just lie about where you're at <laughs> on the phone. Well, no, nah, baby, I'm on the way, you know, and then drinking. And I'm like, why, why? But it was normal. normal and behavior. so it took some time. I think people are like, oh, he went right to it and he got right to treatment and everything was just peaches. No, it it was a lot of arguing between us. It was a lot of, I, I don't know if I can stay in a relationship if it's going to stay toxic. Sure, yeah. Because it's not fair to me. It's not fair to my kids um, who weren't introduced to him you. at that time. Right, no. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, I didn't shouldn't. care. I was, I'm like, 
Well, if it means that for me to drink at night, which is harmless, then I guess that's what we'll do. You know, I was to the point of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got to the point where he was ready for help. And it was, you know, when his anger and aggression had gotten to the point where I wasn't going to stay anymore. And so he saw an anger management doctor. Step one, treat a symptom, right? right. I, we didn't know what we were well, doing. Better so than nothing. Better than nothing. It was 100%. A step. That's why I want to help people. It's like, don't reinvent the wheel. Here's a wheel. Use it to roll into something quicker. Don't start treating symptoms. I mean, everybody has to do their own path, but let us help you take a quicker one. You know, but it was anger management. And then it was Transcendental Meditation. Uh, David Lynch's foundation helps and supports veterans with scholarships. They granted one for us. We went and both learned as a couple, which I think is really important, is that the spouse gets involved um, as much as possible. Like yeah. if I'm telling him, hey, you probably shouldn't drink every night and it's not good for you. And then I'm like, I'm going out with the girls, you know, and, and getting drunk every night. That's not really creating a safe place for him to heal. So, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of, you know, okay, you clean up your act, I'll clean up mine. Let's do this together. And, you know, um, <laughs> I went to health coaching school, got certified. People are like, oh, you're going to do like weight loss and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't know how else to get the information on how to help him and the other guys uh, with nutrition and stuff. Because I know I, I, when I would work with the SEALs and I would be with them embedded in whatever troop it was at the time for five days, 10 days, three weeks, I'm like, everybody eats like shit. <laughs> Nobody's getting any nutrition or vitamins. You know, yeah, they're working out and they've got the beach body, but really they're they're unhealthy, really unhealthy. So I went to school. We started implementing that in his life with diet, vitamins, minerals, started to feel awake again, just alert, like I can make proper decisions because the alcohol isn't clouding it. The pills aren't clouding it. I've got the vitamins to make my brain go again. So then you start sleeping, which is necessary. So. <laughs> yeah, I start I start healing a little bit. It takes sleep. one to know one. Yeah, yeah. You start for sleeping, real. which is necessary for uh, human uh, quality yeah, of life. Two hours a night. Yeah, and also for your marriage, because I would get like, hey, 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 and I look at the clock. It's like three twenty. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> it's talk. not time yeah. to talk right now. You know. Yeah, uh, I'm a supportive wife and all, but I do it in my sleep. So <laughs> yeah, you know, then we worked Can out we together. Do this at eight? We did yoga mm -hmm. and uh, acupuncture and cupping mm -hmm. is, is more recent ongoing with, with uh, you know, the TMS finally. Yep. I, um, is there any one thing you can associate to, because um, I mean, I, being uh, an alcoholic, um, you know, this year be 17 years I've been sober wow. awesome. and yet like I can take you to that moment of bottom of like, okay, mm. it's time to get help because, uh, if, you know, it's it's an emotional bottom always. It's it's physical bottoms like you fucking beat my ass physically <laughs> all you want, like whatever. Right. Um. But um, that's where it has you know has to end. And um, as it relates to your turning point, was it anything specific? If not, no big deal. Let's roll. But if there's a story in and around that, uh, uh, you know, anything that led up to the point of as well, you know. When you had that, that you would want to share. If not, I think, we're, I think we're looking at each other like, yeah, I probably have that moment. It would be my wedding night. Yeah. It I wasn't really emotionally, story I book. trashed it. Um, it's in the book kind of thing, but it's a, it's a dark night that um, I totally lost, slipped by me. Didn't even know. And, and, and uh, wow. almost lost her on my wedding night, you know? 
Wow. Horrible. That's when I okay, I have to get my shit <laughs> together. Yeah, that's when he was in that. That's how strong this one is, you know. <laughs> I'm like, wow, day one, I'm already out the door on this one, you know? Yeah, but I Thank you, brother. Appreciate that's that. Shitty man. to wow. say, yeah. man. People Yeah, good on you. You, you know when you say you're gonna have half the country that hate you for it, you know, and judge you for it, and I'm like, I know your lives. You suckers, I know your lives. You know, you keep hiding it. Everybody has some shit in their life that they don't yeah, want to Yeah, but talk it, about. it doesn't it doesn't matter, bro. You know, yeah. I mean I think it's irrelevant. It's like that's the beauty of, of that, man, of you being you. It's like, hey, this is what happened. And then what? Right? Yeah, I mean, really, there was only one way to go. Yeah. Up or apart. And I wasn't ready to be I wasn't ready to give up on him or us. She gave us some good long thought. <laughs> on your I wedding night you thought. wake up the next morning and it's like I need 24 hours you're like oh that's a long time that's yeah. a real long time normally I'd, I need you to take 30 minutes and let me know what we're gonna do here <laughs> wow. if, you know yeah so that was a long time she gave it a lot of deep thought which put me through a lot of hell massive Not put me through yeah so you just highlight you just highlighted right what I was thinking which is a massive consequence point right right Right, no. and I, I wasn't great with delivering consequences. I'm still really not great with delivering consequences. So for me, it was a moment of where's my strength and where where should I be smart here? Where do I lead with my heart or my head? Um, am I falling in love with the idea of someone who <laughs> could be something? Yeah. Um, and that's not really fair to him either. Um, you know, they always say don't fall in love with an idea. And and it's so easy when you're in an infatuation place to think everything's great and wonderful and, you know, we'll work through any issues. And then that, that phase settles and, and you have to deal with the real. Like, okay, am I willing to put up you with this? You got to deal with the you real. You got to deal with the real. <laughs> yeah, playtime. Or, or not. Or not. And sometimes yeah. or not is the better answer. And For, so yeah, I just sometimes. didn't know. Yeah. I was like, I want to stay, but yeah. what am I doing staying with someone who isn't going to get the help he needs. You know, if, if this is yeah. where we're going and this is where we're staying, I don't want to play in this <laughs> baby pool anymore. Cause yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like a really small world. And, um, I didn't know if that was, if I could handle it, but, um, but at low, as low as that was, um, for both of us, that was a start of us becoming a stronger couple, you know, yeah, yeah. becoming a better person. Well, you I mean, both chose. Obviously, you both chose it, right? And obviously, right. you right. chose the hell out of it. <laughs> Sounds I, like the awareness <laughs> piece was huge, though, because for us, we started realizing he would sabotage happy occasions. When we look yeah. back, it was like, oh, well, that was obvious. It was the wedding, yeah. you know, and it, whether it's a Christmas or a birthday or yeah. something that survivor's guilt. When I finally got to the core of like, why? On like what I'm like smiling and I'm like, the world's freaking great. Yeah. Do you start going? Like this, you yeah. know, closing off and getting dark. Why are you bringing darkness in? And um, it's trying to smother both of us with it. And it wasn't until 3 October on my daughter's birthday when he had a great day and we had all of our family over. And at the end of the night, he goes, it's 3 October. It was our first year married. And I said, and I'm thinking, yeah, we just had a big birthday party for Claudia. <laughs> I know what day it yeah, is. Yeah, I know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. You know, everything settled down. And at the end of the night, he goes, it's 3 October. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really bad veteran <laughs> wife. Like, I take my card away. Like, that's, you know, I was so 
happy for him because he had such a good day. In the years before, yeah. it was, you know, to Earl, to Tim. I'm like, I know we've done each of them six times now. Like, we can't walk. And um, we got to do one more for the boys. One more. <laughs> this one. Yeah. yeah. And um, that year, he had a great day. And I sat down. And I said, okay, so you want to do a shot in the honor? Of course. We could do that you know, go get the drink, but, um, which is not Brown's ever, but, <laughs> um, I asked him, I said, so do you think like Gary and Randy and Earl and Tim and everyone would like to see you today, how you were with your family and surrounded by people and you're having a good day and you were laughing, you're being funny. You were, you know, you just had this really good day with your family. Or do you think Randy and Earl and Tim and everyone would want you sitting in the bar like you did last year? Drinking in a way and falling out of the bar. Which life do you think you can honor as we celebrate them? We celebrate their sacrifice in their life. Um, and part of doing that is living a good life. Mm. And things really started changing. He just started asking himself those questions. Why am I so upset on Christmas? Well, why am I so upset on birthdays? Why does happiness make me sad now she carries around frying pans and whenever she gets the opportunity she hits me with one <laughs> she just waits for the right moment and smacks me right upside the head i'm like all right all right course correction you know and i've been open to it he's been I amazing have to be open to he's been amazing through change, it. you know so. if you would we've been referencing the third and for those in our community they'll gotcha yeah we got a lot of folks uh that need a little color around that. So if you would, Tom, give me the sub five minute version of that day. Wow. So three October, we'd launch on a, on a, a assault down near the black market, which is where they sell weapons, ammunition and all the bad, it's bad guy territory, basically in Mogadishu, Somalia. And so we load up in the middle of the day and our Blackhawks and, and fast rope in to capture about six or seven looking for different lieutenants of Muhammad Adid who was starving, you know, millions of people and then attacking Americans. So this is kind of the final mission of six previous missions that didn't lead up to much, really. As soon as we get there and start to fast rope in, we're taking fire. We knew something was different, you know. It, people are infilled into different positions based on brownout and people taking fire. People are a little co bit confused, but the mission went down pretty good. And then it led into a couple of helicopters getting shot down. Started off with one um, right as we were waiting on exfil. A uh, helicopter takes one in the tail rotor and spins out of control off to the north um, east. It crashes several blocks away. So you know the mission's changed. And uh, everybody packs up. Detainees and convoy head back. We're going to head over towards a crashed aircraft, you know, two blocks east, three blocks north, and we're there. And we realize that we basically are surrounded um, trying to get to it. So fight our way there. Thousands of people north and south of us. You know, every every intersection you cross, people are trying to kill you. Turning north, taking some losses along the way to becoming the longest sustained firefight since Vietnam. There's 18 hours of sustained firefight in that city. I mean, had they just opened up and let us go, would it? It would have lasted a lot less, you know, so. Um, but they weren't. They were there to kill us. They had us trapped, and they knew it. So um, then another helicopter gets shot down, which leads to Gary and Randy, you know, asking repeatedly to go in and, and, and rescue this, this, this whoever's alive on that. 
and finally being allowed to go in and then becoming, you know, earning the Medal of Honor, both of them, for saving Michael Durant's life. Um, and then that led up to the Mogadishu Mile the next morning where we're so full of wounded and dead that there's no room in the vehicles they brought for us. Had to run about the mile back to where all the other vehicles were waiting for us. So that that night was a night I, I, I look at back now. It changed me forever. Um, I didn't know it then. I just thought I, I executed training the best I could, you know, sure. move on to the next thing and train more and be better. Also for people, it's, it was made into the movie and book Black Hawk Down. So once people hear that, they're like, oh, okay, that. That was the original. It <laughs> was original filming he started in, but. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's how people are, you know. Yeah, I, I guess I should have picked up on the fact that when they made the movie and released it, I watched it then with all my buddies. And then I've not been able to watch it since or read the book. I, I tried and I can't. Um, tried recently. Yeah, I, just I, this I made last it so year. far into it. I was like, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing yeah, all right. Yeah. And then it <laughs> scene pops up and, and you know, I'm like, all right, turn, I'm done. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it was to the point I'm like, why? Like, yeah. Let's just press pause on the TV right now. And, and you know, if you need this, if this is sure. cathartic and you want to watch it, then let's do it. But you're visibly shaken by watching this so why and he was like eh, yep you know what i don't think i need to go back there so take take us then from all you know because of all of these things and obviously someone that was willing to absolutely c to commit to sticking it out with you within reason i'm sure <laughs> right um, yet well beyond anything short of pure freaking choice and love, uh, in my, from my outside perception, right? You, it's, um, you're there, you're in it. And, and that is always like, to me, been the, you know, it's not about watching your life or his life anymore. It's about watching y'all. Um, and, and you stay true to form, you live it and, and, and that's just super cool 